<laughs> we are blessed uh, for you moms today, and uh, we are so thankful for you. Uh, we've got a video that we put together we want to show you this morning here. I'm going to invite the guys to pull this up, and it's about 12 so minutes long, so enjoy this, and then uh, we'll get into the service this morning here. Be blessed as you watch it. At Calvary Chapel, Bakersfield, we are just blessed with so many amazing moms. And today, we just want you to know how much we love and appreciate you. And we want you to know that we're all praying for you. Be blessed today and have a great Mother's Day. Hi, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all that you do for me and our family. We appreciate you so much. Um, just thank you for always be my number one supporter for encouraging me and supporting me through everything that I do. Thank you for praying for me, praying with me, especially during these times. I know that you're always going to be there for me and that you love me so much. So happy Mother's Day. I hope you have an amazing day and that you feel appreciated and loved not only just today, but every day because you deserve it. So I love you and I thank you. Hi, Mama. I love you. Thank you for being there for me when the times are hard. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I want to thank my mom for being the person that she is and just the amount of effort that it takes to be a parent and the fact that she hasn't given up and that she just keeps going. As much as parenting is a difficult thing to do, she still manages and just she tries her best and does her best as well and I would not be the person that I am today without my mom and I love her so much <laughs> she's been with me my entire life obviously but just she hasn't given up on me and she's strong and I love her very much Happy Mother's Day! Thank you for everything you've done for us, Mom. We really appreciate you, and you make us so happy, and we love you so much. Yeah. And without you, we wouldn't be born. Mm -hmm. So thank you for raising us. I want to thank all you mothers out there that work so tirelessly and make a huge difference in our kids' lives. Specifically for me, I'm speaking of my wife and my mom. You see, children... They're never really supposed to be raised by one parent. There's God-given attributes for dads and moms that work in tandem. But moms really do hold a special place. They can comfort and encourage in a way that a dad can't. And I know with my kids, when they got hurt or they were scared, it was straight to mom for comfort. Skin knees, cry for mom. See, there's a special connection that moms hold with their children. When I think of moms, I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, where God reminds us through Paul of what love looks like. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Mommy, in, 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 in
you mom for everything that you've done for me everything that you've given me from a toddler all the way to this going to be 18 year old girl you are the only friend that is never gonna leave me you're always gonna stay by my side and i'm just so grateful to have you in my life and i would not know what to do if i didn't have you in it happy mother's day i love you Happy Mother's Day, I love you. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And that really speaks to the, my heart and the kind of mom I had and the kind of mom my kids are blessed with. See, my mom was a single parent for many years until God brought a godly man into our lives. During those years she worked day and night to provide us kids a warm meal on the table and a nice home and through all of this she still found time to lead us to jesus keeping us engaged and involved in our church thank you mom thank you for all the times you've been there for me and the numerous sacrifices you have made throughout the years i love you hi mom happy mother's day I could go over the millions of reasons why you are the best mother in the whole entire universe, but I had to do this in a set amount of time, 30 seconds to say the least. But just to let you know that I love you, thank you for everything that you've done, and you're a great inspiration to me. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye. Happy Mother's Day to all the awesome moms out there. I just wanted to give a shout out to my spiritual moms here in Bakersfield, Vanessa and Fleet. You guys are awesome. I love you to pieces. And just, I'm so thankful that you guys are always there to give me advice and um, encourage me and lift me up and do all those really awesome things that spiritual moms are supposed to do. So happy Mother's Day. I hope you cry at this. Love you guys. Hi mom, we just wanted to get on here and uh, just share our love for you. We're just so thankful for you and uh, the wonderful example that you set of what a godly uh, wife and mother looks like. We love you so much. Yeah, Carrie, um, in the three years that I've known you uh, while dating Bailey, you've proven to be one of the most uh, beautiful, compassionate, caring, loving women I've ever met. We love you so much. We love Happy you. Mother's Happy Day. Mother's Day. Day, mom uh, I wish I could be there with you celebrating and hugging you but I want to take this opportunity just to say thank you um, for all that you've done for us through the years and just the mom you are and the Oma you are um, I just appreciate you and I appreciate you more and more each day um, being a mom of some pretty busy kids uh, I know we kept you on your toes I'm sure too so I just want to say thank you and thank you for your example. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for your care. I pray that you are celebrated greatly today and you know how loved you are. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mary. My favorite thing about you is you play Monopoly with me all the time. I love you. My favorite thing about you is, um, you play games with me all the time. I love you because you, um, play with me with LOL all the time. And to my wife, Kim, I'm so honored to be a part of this journey together. I'm so blessed by watching the unconditional love you give to me and our children. I remember all the long nights you took care of our children when they were sick and constantly making our house a home. You never complain. You've never given up. I love you and thank you for being such an amazing mom. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, baby. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, Bailey, we love you so much, and we just appreciate you for all that you do for our family. Um, and it's just such a blessing since you've come into our lives, and um, you're just a gift to us. And every day, we just I'm just so thankful for you. And so it's Jacob. You stepped into this role, and you have exceeded it with its high expectations. We love you so much. Happy Mother's Day. Mom, um, I just want to thank you for everything that you have done for me since I was born and everything you've taught me and I just want to thank you for raising me into this person I am today because without you I don't know where I would be right now but I just want to let you know that I love you and I appreciate you so very much and I just want to thank you for everything that you have given to me and everything you've done for me yeah I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, Mom. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Um, thank you for being my mother. Uh, all the things that you've helped me with when I was younger and even now, um, I love you. Today, I want to honor two incredible women in my life. The first being my mom. My mom is very special. She's been with me through thick and thin. She's always been my greatest cheerleader and supporter. And today, I just want to tell you, Mom, I love you so much. The next one is my wife. My wife is just an amazing individual. She tolerates me. She supports me. She pushes me. And she doesn't seem to tire of me. And that's an incredible attribute. The beauty is, is to watch her with our children and our grandchildren. She exemplifies what a real mom is supposed to be. Thank you to both of you, and I love you. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, we love you. This is your first year as a grandma on Mother's Day, and it's been such a joy to see you be such an amazing grandmother as you've been a mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Um, I hope you have a good day. Um, just know that I love you, and I thank you um, for all that you do, um, for you being my mom, and um, I just appreciate who you are to me and the, um, the mom, the friend, the Oma. Um, I just pray that today is a blessing to you and um, thank you for all that you Happy Mother's Day, Mama. I love you so much. You mean the world uh, to me and Sarah and our family. 
our kiddos are so spoiled uh, by everything you do for us and uh, we just hope that even this little message just shows you how much uh, we adore you and love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you so much. Thank you for being the most wonderful mom and my best friend. And thank you so much for spoiling our kids rotten that they never want to come home. You're just the best, Grammy. We love you so much. Amen. Man, that was, uh, that was really good. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, thank you to uh, Mike Butler for putting that thing together. And uh, I know that it was uh, a labor of love that uh, I, he started a few weeks ago. And you know how things go. Uh, nobody procrastinates. So uh, I think he was putting that thing together at like 1 o'clock this morning, stuffing the last things in there. I think, and if we didn't get yours in because we got it so late last night, I apologize. We'll figure out a way because I know that there's a couple that came in that we really wanted to utilize. We have some of our um, frontline, you know, first responders, nurses, and uh, families. Again, we want to always recognize for what they're doing, working so hard, and we got a, a couple of those. And uh, so we'll figure out a way to, to get those in the, in the days ahead and just appreciate uh, them, not just because of Mother's Day, but they're really the, the heroes in our life right now that are uh, out there for us, serving us, and uh, not just trying to keep us safe, but keep us healthy. And when we get sick, uh, help us get well. Um, Mother's Day, uh, again, just a, a wonderful day. Um, I want to jump right into this because uh, we're going to be cut for time here. I'm just going to share with you a little devotional here this morning to encourage uh, you moms. Uh, first and foremost, just want to take a moment and pray. And then um, I'm going to share and then I'm going to invite um, some of the moms in our church to come up. And we're going to do a little Q&A here this morning. Got some questions for them. And I know that it'll be a blessing to you hearing from them. And so it's just a, a way that we want to honor moms today. And again, thank you for being here with us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for moms. And as we uh, look to your word and just share some thoughts, we pray that the, the hearts of every mom would just be rejoicing today. Uh, we, we know that there's nothing easy about motherhood. There's nothing easy about being a mom. And yet, uh, Lord, uh, thank you for the godly mothers in our life, those that have uh, exemplified you and uh, helped us. I was loving listening to the kids about how uh, they helped them connect, not only uh, as parents, but to help them connect to God. And um, again, of all the the pleasures and the joys that we can have as being a parent is to see our children walk with you and to honor you. And so today, uh, Lord, thank you for these godly moms, uh, Lord, who uh, sacrifice and give their life away and so much uh, reflect your life to us. And we do pray a special blessing over them. And uh, Lord, we know that um, even if uh, we're not uh, moms or even women today, men, uh, we can be ministered to as well as we uh, look and, and we appreciate. And uh, Lord, as we look at moms today and the women in our lives and, and the role that they play and the love and the sacrifice that they share, may it uh, be a model, may it, may it be a ministry to each and every one of us, Lord. And we do um, always just want to, as we get together, we want to appreciate one another. And so thank you for the privilege you give us today to do just that. And so be glorified uh, in this time and uh, may the moms be encouraged 
May they be uplifted today and may they draw close to you through all this as well as we pray in Jesus name. Amen. You know, I, it's always easy for me, you know, every year, you know, on Mother's Day, I, as far back as I can remember as a youth pastor, you know, I used to get to do a few services during the, during the course of the year. And it was always Mother's Day and Father's Day. And so, I mean, I, I loved uh, doing Mother's Day so much because as I would think about it, you know, I, ha I grew up with such a, a wonderful model, you know, and my mom, uh, she was the, it made it so easy, both my mom and my dad, to understand the love of God. Um, my mom had that kind of love that many of you have uh, for your kids. It's a, and I titled, you know, today this, this thought for this devotional, Relentless Love. My mom had a relentless love. I, I, one of my favorite messages on Mother's Day that I got to do, what I, I called it, uh, uh, you know, irresistible love or irrational love, excuse me, it was irrational love. And I was talking about, you know, the love of my mom, it was irrational. It just didn't even make sense to me because my dad was a very disciplined, very disciplinary, you know, person. My mom was, she was grace over the moon. And, uh, it wasn't that she'd let you get away with murder. She wouldn't because she'd always use that phrase, you know, wait till your dad gets home. And, uh, so she knew how to reel us in, but, um, but she had a love that, that made it so simple for me to understand the love of God because it, it was a love that was really, we talk about God's love being one-way kind of love, uh, an irrational kind of love. I, I would even ask her, like, I, how, do you, how do you love us you know, like as much as you love us when we don't even do anything that you tell us to do, you know, most of the time? Uh, there was my brother and two sisters, and, and we got in a little bit of trouble, not a lot, but enough to, you know, if a president can age uh, 10 years for every four years in office, my mom could age probably about 20 for every every four. We put her through that. But uh, she just was one of those kind of moms that um, regardless of what you did, I mean, she could be disappointed. She could be upset. But um, her love was never in question. I mean, I, we, I never in my whole life doubted my mom's love for me. It didn't make any difference. And you hear, you know, cliche statements that, you know, God doesn't love you anymore at, on your worst day and he doesn't love you any less, you know, or love, love you anymore on your best day and doesn't love you any less on your worst day. And, and I remember, you know, that as growing up, it was like, that, that's my, that was my mom. My mom had that kind of love. And then I had, you know, two sisters that the same thing, they're just a reflection, you know, of my mom. And, and then ultimately, you know, I met my wife and my wife, uh, you know, you know, when I, again, think about, you know, she gave me the privilege, I guess we were going through this yesterday. She gave me the privilege of being the father of uh, our three children. And uh, then now wonderful, we've got grandbabies that came from that. But, uh, you know, to have people that love you, you know, as Mike said, you know, about Carrie, that, uh, you know, my wife has tolerated me, she's put up with me, she's loved me in spite of me. And so it, it's that kind of love that you don't see a lot of time in men. You know, men have this, you know, kind of like, hey, that's just how it is, okay. Um, and as uh, Jason was sharing, you know, that when the kids, you know, got hurt or they got sick or something, you know, go, where, where did they run? You know, they, they ran to mom. They always ran. When they needed money, they run to dad, you know, but when they needed, when they needed comfort, they, they, go, they go to mom. And, uh, and it's so true. And there, so there's, there's these characteristics and attributes of God being a comforter, uh, you know, the love of God, you know, Jason quoted, you know, from 1 Corinthians 13, so profound. And, you know, then I, I have sisters, like I said, my two sisters, um, 
you know, I think of, you know, my mother-in-law, you know, who's here. I mean, from the moment that I met her, um, I, and I loved my wife, and I thought, and I looked at my mother-in-law, and I was like, wow, this, you know, if this is how this goes in my life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go good. And uh, I've, I've been blessed. Uh, the women in our staff and in the ministry here, there's so many of them, I, I can't even list them all. Uh, the women that will be up here on the stage. It's so easy here at this church to understand God's love because of uh, the love that so many women have, so many moms have for God himself. And that's really where it comes from. So I don't want to, I don't want to have you think for a second that it's, you know, it's just that it's a natural thing that you just love and you go, no, we're all sinners and we're selfish. But when, and I'm talking about a godly mother, you know, Proverbs 31 says that that charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And so when I think about that, there was a, a passage of scripture, you know, that came to mind, um, like I said, when I think about the characteristics that you see in, in moms that, you know, help us comprehend, you know, God's love, there, there's this a verse that jumped out this week that I just was reminded of. Was in, it might seem like a strange verse, but it was in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I was thinking about that, for the joy that was set before him. You know, there was no joy in the cross. It's what Jesus was seeing on the other side of the cross, what the, what the cross would accomplish in, in restoring us back to God and making us part of God's family who would trust in him. And knowing, you know, as, as I look at, you know, uh, what it takes in order to be a mom and the pain of uh, not just giving birth to a child, but the pain of raising a child. It's that, it's, it's in, a, in a mom's heart, it's that, that joy that's set before you as you endure all those things with the hope and the desire of what will come out on the other side through this investment, through discipline, through discipleship. You know, it was C.S. Lewis who, who put it like this. He said, why love if it hurts so much? And, you know, one of the things, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard, the, I, I love the, the, you hear the words compassionate and caring and love and all these characteristics that we just go, yeah, that's God, that's God. And, and men exemplify them too, but we, we tend to see it more easily, more readily in women. You know, I was praying with uh, Carol this morning. You know, I, I love that, that compassion, you know, that, um, you know, she lost her mom and dad just, a, you know, a year ago. And just like we we're talking about just coming to church today. And those thoughts get triggered in your heart. And it's because you love and you go, but, but it hurts so much, you know, to open your heart and to, and to know that you're going to get hurt. And like I said, a lot of times as men, we'll just shut down because we, we just, we don't want it anymore, you know. But moms will keep coming back, and, and I'm talking about a godly mom here, keep coming back again and again. And, you know, and, and I saw it, like I said, for the first time in my own life, you know, when my, my own wife gave birth to our firstborn in, in Bree, I think it was about an 18-hour-plus labor. And it was like, and I remember, I mean, I called my mom when, when Bree was born, and I said to my mom, and I, and I didn't mean this in a, you know, in a derogatory term or to be disrespectful, but I said, mom, I go, my mom was only a hundred, hundred and like five, 10 pounds. She was five foot tall. Okay. She gave birth to five children. One was stillborn. Um, but I mean, I called my mom and I go, mom, I go, I just want you to know the way I see you today. I go, it's totally changed. I go, you're a stud. You are a stud. I go, I, you know, and I told my wife, I go, man. And I said this every mother's day since then. I go, if it was up to men uh, to give 
birth the babies, we'd be extinct. I can tell you that right now. There's just no way we would ever go through that much pain and hurt. You know, and yet you go, moms do it. And they'll say it at the time. And I get this. And it's why Hebrews really stood out was that, you know, they're going for the joy that was set before them. Because how many of you that are even here that you go, uh, when you had your first child, you go, I'm not doing this again. You know, the pain was so great. You go, I'll never do this again. And you blame, you know, your spouse for it. You go, you did this to me, you know. And then there's marriage counseling and stuff that comes out of that. But, um, but there's a pain. There's a real pain. But then all of a sudden, what? The joy of holding that baby. The, the joy of, of shaping and molding that child. You heard from all these kids going, Mom, thank you. You know, you're my best friend. You know, if it wasn't for you, you know, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. You know, da, 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 da. And whatever that is, they're going, they, they see that, that that investment there. And so, again, is it, you know, is it a good day to be able to celebrate moms? And you go, absolutely. I'm thankful that we have Mother's Day and Father's Day and Veterans Day and all the days that we can set aside. If you, you know, have any app on your phone, I don't know what the national day is today, but I've, I've, I've learned so much in the last year. Every day is a national day of something. You know, it was, I miss Donut Day. You know, I miss, you know, there's a, there's a day for everything that goes on. And so to be able to, to celebrate moms is something that we should never just gloss over. We should pass over it. Um, like I said, I, I think it's, you know, one of those things that, uh, you know, if you think about, and I've shared this often as well, you know, that there, there's something so special between a mother and child, a relationship that, I mean, I just, the joy of watching it, getting to watch it, you know, on the video, knowing a lot of your stories. But I, I've said this for years that, you know, that even though at birth, you know, the doctors cut the umbilical cord, that there is an invisible umbilical cord that never gets cut that this exists between mother and child. And it's been stated, you know, from presidents who's, I mean, think about this, you know, like George Washington, whose mother had, had been deceased for over 20 years. And on his deathbed, his last words were crying out to his mom. There, there is something, I mean, I said, and, there, this, and you can look it up and research it. That list is long of dignified people that we know throughout history, you know, that there, there's a gap between their mother's passing away and theirs could have been decades. And yet the very last thing that they would speak and say before they would step into eternity was something in reference to their mom, needing or wanting their mom or crying out to their mom. There's something about that, that comfort. They're, they're so mysterious in the, in the heart of God that gets revealed. And it's something that we, like I said, should celebrate. I, I wanted to share this with you before I invite the, the gals to come up. It was Kathy Laurie shared this yesterday. And uh, I was able to find it online. Uh, it took a long time. Let me just put it this way. Uh, she had shared a, a short Mother's Day encouragement uh, yesterday uh, on social media. And she referenced this uh, children's book. And I highly recommend it. I mean, I highly recommend recommend it. It was called The Runaway Bunny. You know, if you like C.S. Lewis and you like fictional writing that, you know, draws us, you know, into, um, you know, a better understanding or some clarity, this is great for children. It's actually great for adults too. Uh, but uh, it's called The Runaway Bunny. And it's a, it's a comforting, assuring account of a mother's love and care. And in the book, The, the Runaway Bunny author, um, she paints this kind of realistic fictional account of a mother's assurance to her wayward tending bunny that he cannot escape her all-encompassing love and care. And it's told in kind of a, a what-if uh, dialogical narrative. And uh, the runaway bunny, it, it explores this kind of the attention that exists between this little bunny boy's desire to run away and his need for assurance from his mom and this, her steadfast love. Um, or, you know, 
you might put it like this, the tension uh, uh, between our, our human to kind of want to go our own way. You have any kids like that? Want to go their own way? Want to do their own thing? Um, and are also our need for safe boundaries and the assurance or the comfort that, that comes from God himself. And the, the runaway bunny goes like this. It says, once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. So he said to his mother, I am running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. If you run after me, said the little bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman and I will fish for you. If you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, then I will become a rock on a mountain high above. And if you become a rock on a high mountain above, said the mother, I will become a mountain climber and I will climb to where you are. If you become a mountain climber, said the little bunny, I will become a crocus in, in, a, in a hidden garden. And if you become a crocus in a hidden garden, said his mother, I will become a gardener and I will find you. Well, if you're a gardener and you find me, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and I will fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you come home to. If you become a tree, said the little bunny, I will become a sailboat and I will sail away from you. And if you become a sailboat and sail away from me, said his mother, I will become the wind and I will blow you where I want you to go. And if you become the wind and you blow where you want me to go, said the little bunny, I will join the circus and I will fly away on a flying trapeze. And if you go flying on a flying trapeze, said his mother, I will be a tightrope walker and I will walk across the air to you. If you become a tightrope walker, uh, tightrope walker, say that 10 times, and uh, walk across the air, said the bunny, I will become a little boy and run into the house. If you become a little boy and run into the house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and I'll catch you in my arms and I'll hug you. Shucks, said the bunny, I might just as well stay here and, I am, and be your little bunny. And so he did. And she said, have a carrot, said his mother. And uh, so it's a story that you can walk through with your children about, you know, the what ifs. Like if you went here, what, what would happen? You know, and, and relating that not only to a mother's love, but more important to our relationship with God. Which brings me to the passage I just wanted to share with you really quick here this morning. Psalm 139, 7 through 12. Because it's such a beautiful picture that so many kids can think of, you know, even for fathers and sons. We think of the story in Luke 15 of the prodigal father. When the son goes far away far away as he possibly can from his father and comes to his senses, says that he comes home. And Jesus is telling this story about his father. He says that his father is meeting in there with open arms. You know, that, and he said, I want you to understand this is my father for you. And you have all these thoughts like, you know, what if I try to come home? They're going to say, I told you so. And, you know, they're going to rub my nose in it. And, you know, and even the son's going, I'm not worthy in Luke 15 to even be called your son. I'll just be a slave. And yet the father again, sees his son from afar off and he runs to him. In Psalm 139, thinking of Mother's Day, in verses 7 through 12, it says, where can I go from your spirit? You know, you think about this, the runaway bunny. Or where can I flee from your presence? Because this is what she was trying to portray in a fictional story. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take up the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your right hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me and even the night shall be light about me, indeed the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day and the darkness and the light 
are all alike to you. One of the beauties of that, you know, church, is that we understand that God's love, it's relentless for us. It's a relentless love that pursues us. And one of the things that I enjoy about watching, you know, these and talking about godly mothers is there's a relentless love that just doesn't give up. And so many of our lives have been transformed and changed because of that, of having, you know, a mom or some, you know, female figure in our life that just wouldn't give up. And, and again, and so thank you, moms, for loving Jesus like you do. And then and go back to, you know, Hebrews 12, when it said, you know, the secret really to that kind of love is he said, you know, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, is that that's where it all begins. The only thing that we ever have to offer anybody else is what God offers to us. And that's so, I encourage you to study that passage. When it says looking unto Jesus, what that's saying is to look away from everything else. And that's sometimes difficult to do because, you know, uh, idolatry isn't something that's exclusive to the Old Testament. It can be just as, you know, prevalent today in our own society. We could put our kids, our children, our grandchildren above God. We can put our marriage, our, our husband or our wife or some, you know, our job or whatever it is. Um, it's so easy to put people above God. And yet the key to this whole thing, to having that kind of love that's impacting for eternity, is first and foremost fixing your eyes upon Jesus. So I want to encourage you with that today. You know, if we're looking to the world for, you know, the comfort and so many moms are, are discouraged today because they're waiting for that phone call that doesn't come. They're waiting for that card that doesn't show up, those flowers that never arrive, that gift. And, and they're heartbroken. And I understand that. That's part of being human. But you have a God that is relentless in his pursuit of you. And his desire is that you would know that you're his child. And I was telling my wife, you know, this last night, I said it's one of those things that there's something in this mother's love that's so profound of growing in this knowledge of going, uh, you know, knowing the hurt and the pain, you know, that we have a God who is relentless in his love for us and his pursuit of us. And you go, but yet, when do we call on Father God most of the time? When there's a hurt, you know, when we're in pain or we have a need, it's not necessarily just to go, God, I love you and I enjoy you. And so of all the gifts that, you know, we could give moms on Mother's Day, it's really the, just the presence of just being there. They don't, you'll hear moms all the time. That's not to say that that's not 100% true, but they'll go, I just want you. I just want you to, you know, come over. I just want you to, to be with me. You know, presents are nice, you know, um, but really just being a family. And of all the things, like I said, that you could do today is to open your heart to Jesus. Uh, I think there's no greater gift that you could give your, your parents than your mom, especially on Mother's Day, than to say, Mom, I, I've heard all the things that you've shared with me, and I, I'm making a decision to walk with Jesus. I, I want him to forgive me of my sins. I want you to forgive me. Uh, and, and I want him to make me that new creation. I want to spend eternity as a family. You know, Jesus said, my father's house for many mansions. And uh, to know that we could be together forever. And I know that's the, the prayer of a godly mom's heart on Mother's Day. And so um, I'm not going to pray this now. I'm going to pray it at the very end. But I'm going to invite those, uh, the moms that I invited to come and be part of this service. If they join me on the stage. And as they come, if you give them a, a warm Calvary Chapel round of applause at home or here and otherwise. Thank you. We're going to do a, a little kind of Q&A thing here. They all have their, their spots. 
This is my wife, Lee, Carla, Mona, Vanessa, Carol, and Kimberly, and they all serve in uh, different capacities in the life of our church. Uh, we would not be able to do the ministries that we do without them. Um, these are what we call pillars in the church, and uh, we are so blessed by each and every one of them. And um, I have got some questions I'm going to ask them. And so what I think what we'll do is when, if you had multiple questions, like I know Carla's got a couple that I I was talking to her about, I'll just kind of go in sequence of that. So I won't, we won't bounce around. We'll just kind of go, it'll make it easier for everybody. We'll just kind of go right in order here. And I'll start with my beautiful wife, Lee. And uh, Lee, your question is, I'm going to change your question. <clears throat> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Even if I did, she'd just go right back to uh, the one that she has. But uh, I, we were talking about this and here's the question that, that have for, for Lee. How does your role change as a mother as your kids transition from children to adulthood? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I discovered that having children is probably the best makeup remover that we can have. And it's either by the wonderful things they say or the way they hurt us. Not hurt us, but we get hurt by them. But um, when they were little, I felt like I had this control over them. Like, these were the three children we had. I'm the boss. You listen. And I take care of them. I, you know, fix their boo-boos. I was their biggest cheerleader. Um, and it changed when they felt like they were adults. They were, may not have been adults, but they felt like that. And I slowly had to release myself from being what I felt like I was always in control. I probably never really was in control most of the time. But um, So as they've grown, I've had to s let someone else come into their life and take the role of maybe fixing their boo-boos or being the first one that they go to. Um, but I'm always there. I'm always there, and I, I love them. I love them the same as, as when they were born. Um, they're all so different, and I love that about them. And I've learned to, as the older they get, is to learn to love the things they love. Like my daughter, she loves to talk, and I love to listen to her, and I love to watch her be a mom. And um, we like a lot of the same things. And, and then there's Brett, um, who could be a sports analysis, I believe. So he keeps me updated with what's going on and our love for baseball. Um, and then Brandon, who loves to garden. Um, we have these loves in common that I look to stay connected with them. And, um, and as a parent, you never stop being a parent. And I will never stop speaking into their lives about Jesus, even if they don't want to hear it. Um, I just have so much to say to them, and I know that I'm maybe not the first one that should, but I'm always there um, for them, being they're still their biggest cheerleader. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And Carla. This is kind of a, a fun one, too, in one sense. It's, as the mother of three boys, what's the most unique Mother's Day gift they've ever made you? Or killed for you, I guess I could say. <laughs> well, yeah, unique. They're all, they've all been unique. But remember, they are all guys. So yeah. gift giving when they were little wasn't really a priority. <laughs> but a lot of 
a lot of picked <laughs> flowers from the wildflowers. I think probably one that I remember the most would be um, a card that Sebastian made me when he was little because he always loved being out with his dad and hammering and doing stuff. So he made me a card out of two slabs of wood that he somehow fashioned together with a piece of hardware and then drew a picture and, and so you could slide it open and close it. it that mm. was pretty cool. I still have it. Takes up a lot of space with my mementos, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, and along those lines, what's the biggest challenge of raising all boys? <laughs> shall, we, shall we share together? Uh, biggest challenge would be, um, there were a lot of them. You know, we had boys in the mountains, so the world was theirs. So when we'd, we'd come to town, I always felt like I had my hands on the reins of about 500 wild horses. Not that they were naughty, but mostly like, oh, a fountain with coins in it. Let's jump in and get it. Or let's cross the street without looking, those kind of things. But I think probably as they became teenagers, a hard one for me was getting them out of bed in the morning, especially when you homeschool. There's no threat of missing the bus or, you know, whatever. And so I did develop a plan for that, and that was... I only had to do it once, was I took a picture of water in, and I just said, if, if I come back for the fourth time and you're not up, I'm gonna put the water over you. And I did, and they got up. So you actually did use the picture I did water? use it on one of them, and the awesome. rest of them took it as a, a good sign to get up. Uh. So I never had to th do that again. But it was a hard point, a tension point in our home. Get up! That's a good one. Yeah. And I'll then, uh, lastly, just you know, anything that you'd like to say if you had a chance to just sit, you know, with women uh, in general that are starting a family, you know, what advice or encouragement would you give them? Well, I, I don't think our, our culture is very conducive to true motherhood, which is being a servant, and that's hard. You're going against the flow, and we all, as humans, still try to fit into our culture, and I think even today, you can't if you want to be a, a true mother, expressing real motherhood. I'm, um, in Genesis, Eve said, with the help of God, I have brought forth a man. And it's amazing that we can partner in creating with God. And that's pretty unusual. And I, I, I want to encourage them to uh, look at God only these days, the scripture, to find out what he wants for you to do. God gave you that child, or he will give them that child. And that's the only person that they need to be looking at. And I know you've said in the past that um, there's only two things that last eternally, and those people and God's word. And so if you have a child in your home, you can look at it as if you are working on something, not as if, you are working on something with eternal value that mm -hmm. goes on forever. And I, I kind of, I remember I was not a, a excited baby person, like I didn't like babysitting, and babies were fine. But, and when, I, when my first son was born, I, I looked at him and thought, oh, my life is over, as I once knew it, which is, was true. I mean, it's reality. But on the other hand, I just remember, you know, as you fall in love with your child, I remember thinking, this is my, a chance for my magnum opus, I mean, with my own children. This could be something, my greatest creation with, with God, because that's the real supernatural part of being a mom, of having something that lasts eternally, and, and that's there in your home. And you can have an effect on that eternal being with the Word of God and prayer. And that's all I have to say. Amen. So. Amen. <clears throat> Mona, here's a question for you. 
How has having a relationship with Jesus helped you in your role as a mom? This gave me this verse, and it was Zechariah 4, 6. It said, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And uh, I just can't even imagine my life without the Lord. Uh, from the time we got married, um, we accept the Lord about two months after we got married. And uh, then we had our first son in March after that. So ever since I've known the Lord, I have had my children, and so I just, he's my strong strength. Mm -hmm. He, I just can't even imagine doing this life without him and raising our kids, three boys, like Carla said. I used to be really sweet, and then I had three boys, and I had to be mean. <laughs> I'll say would have ran right over me. Um, so just, the Lord's just been my str my strength. I just times that you think you're drowning and he just picks you up and Amen. saves you. So. Amen. Such a, a great, you know, and I think of that verse in particular with, for Mona and Larry both. Um, you know, they've got three boys and I think they've got, you're up to like 32 grandchildren now. I don't know. How many, how many grandkids do you guys have? 14. 14. So uh, that is a perfect verse, isn't it? Not by might nor by power, by my spirit. That's, you're going to need that with that many. And they do such a wonderful job of loving on their, their whole family. And, and they have to do it. I always laugh when Leah will be telling me she's talking to Mona and doing it in shifts. Like, you, you know, you go, you have to you get to the point, you have to, you have to take your grandchildren in shifts. You know, it's like, that's a big family. So but what, a, what a wonderful verse. Vanessa. Let me ask you, what do we have? We've got it. How has having a relationship with Jesus helped you in your role as a mom? Um, well, definitely. I'm like some of the other ladies. I'm a mother of boys, and you definitely need Jesus in your life when you're raising boys. Um, my, my whole Christian walk started with, um, um, with my son, my, actually my stepson, Ulysses. And um, God blessed me with him in my life. And he, as a young child at seven years old, asked me um, to take him to church, which was completely out of the clear blue sky. We were not a, a church-going family at that time. And he asked me to do that. And little did I know by that one little thing that he asked me, um, it would start me out on my Christian walk that would be a lifelong journey. And it's been an amazing journey. It's been um, full of um, excitement and joy and heartbreak as well. And I've, I'm blessed with my boys. I have um, my son who lives in Oklahoma, Indy, and um, my son Alex, who's hard at work um, at Walmart right now on the front lines, and my son Gabriel, who's here with me. And um, I'm so grateful for them. And I know God has used them so mightily in my life. And uh, there's been times where I, I would like to say that I'm teaching them and leading them, but um, they've shown me so much, and God has used them so much to... Um, just to bring me to a place of knowing God's love. And I know with, with heartbreak, and I know there's many moms who have suffered much heartbreak um, in, this, in this room and in, in just in our congregation. And one thing that happened in my family was that my son, Indy, at 20 years old, had a virus attack his heart. And that was a very scary time. And then just this past December, my son Alex suffered a stroke, and we found out that he had an actual defect in his heart. Um, and those things that they were so scary and I didn't know what God was doing, but just in the past few months, God has shown me that 
in our heartbreak that we deal with, God is a healer of hearts, and he's healed both of their hearts, and they're both healthy today, and God has just used that so much in my life to show me that he can heal a literal broken heart, and he can heal an emotionally broken heart, and uh, my boys, they, you know, there, I know in the song that um, the worship team was singing earlier is that, you know, God uses the weak to lead the strong, and um, I feel of that a lot, um, that I'm weak, um, but God has put me in this position of a mother to be over these boys, and they are strong, and I'm just so, I'm greatly, greatly blessed by that and with them, and um, just my walk with the Lord has brought me into this church body as well, and um, not only am I blessed on the front end with my boys, um, but then God has also blessed me with girls in this church, and um, I have my, my spiritual daughters, and um, yes, Paula, you did make me cry, by the way. Um, <laughs> I have Paula, my spiritual daughter, and um, Nicole, who's off in the Army right now, and um, also um, Christina, who um, a girl that I've got to see grow up in this church and who's getting ready to become a mother herself, and um, also um, sweet, sweet Cameron. I just I love her so much, and these girls that God has put in my life um, to bring me some balance to all my crazy boys. I just appreciate them so much, and if I didn't have that relationship with God, I know that this wouldn't be my life right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. And thank you for my boys and for my girls. And I'm thankful to God for that. Amen. <laughs> then I had a question for you on this was, and really was for everybody, but um, is there any scripture that comes to mind or maybe a Bible story that's helped you as a mom, you know, particularly, it's like Mona shared, you know, from Zechariah. Is there anything that you can think of a verse that's kind of your go-to verse or a story that you keep going back to that's helped you more and more that maybe would be encouragement to moms today? Um, for me, I know a, it's a, and it's a psalm um, that I've gone back to for years now. Um, it's Psalm 37, and um, it, it starts out talking about um, uh, don't fret, and God tells us not to fret three different times in this particular psalm. And so I know that, I, like a lot of moms, I can fret over many things. And so God just reassures me that I don't have to fret. Um, and then he tells us actually what to do. And he says to rest, to feed, to dwell on his word and to delight in his word. And um, that, that really speaks to me and has brought me a lot of peace over time. And also there's, if you go on in the Psalm um, to about verse 23 or 24, it talks about the steps of a man um, being guided by God. And also that um, though he stumble, God, um, you, he won't fall because God will hold, uphold him Amen. by his righteous right hand. And I know that I've made many mistakes as a mother. And God has reassured me that he's got it. You know, where I've failed, he hasn't. And he's, he holds me up by his hand. And so I don't have to fret over um, those things. And so God is just that, just the, the love of God and what he tells me with that, with that psalm. Amen. That's a beautiful psalm. Thank you so much. And Carol, Carol, here's one for you. If you had to pick one thing to share with new moms, what advice or counsel would you give them? Well, when you say one thing, um, <laughs> you know, the obvious answer is going to be Jesus, your relationship with Jesus. But I think so many of us have covered that. Um, there's so many practical things, but so I'm going to say a little bit more than one. Um, you know, if you're married, it's, it's important to remember you've taken a vow with your husband not to let anyone 
come in between you and remembering that same thing with your children. Of course, when they're little, um, you know, hopefully you're nursing that type of thing because that's so beneficial to not only the mother but the baby. But, um, you know, not letting a child come between the parents is so important, especially now in the position where I am. All my kids are out of the house and it's just me and my husband. And had we have not that, taken that time mm. to do that, I don't know where we would be. And then, um, gee, I mentioned nursing. There's so many wonderful things with, um, with having babies. But I think one big thing is when, um, you know, taking a nap when they're napping, all those things with a newborn, say. But giving yourself a break. Um, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Jesus is the only perfect one. You're not going to be a perfect mother. Your house is not going to always be clean. Sometimes let those dishes sit because holding your child, being with your children is so important. Um, but I think just you're going to make mistakes getting over them. I mean, we were joking yesterday about let it go, let it go. You know, that's... When you become a mom, you learn mother guilt, and that's not a good place to be. So it's one of those things, turn it over to Jesus, because without him, I don't know how you would be a good mom without Amen. him, frankly. Amen. No, that's so good. Grace, giving yourselves grace. Amen. I think that's one of the things that uh, we're seeing in this, is that we're saved by grace, we're kept by grace, and we need to, and sometimes it's easy to give your kids grace, but... Uh, the difficulty is giving yourself that same grace as well. And so it's a beautiful thought. So Kimberly, man, you have a toughie here. I got one for you. Parenting children who don't walk with God. What would you say to moms and even dads that are out there that are, that are listening? You know, how do you, how do you parent kids when you're walking with God and you've got a solid relation with the Lord? How do you still parent them? <clears throat> First, don't give up. Don't don't give up. Um, pray constantly. Um, I know that the scriptures have been so real to me. Um, there are times in prayer that the Lord just audibly speaks to me about my child that I'm praying about. And um, I've had three prodigal children in my life, and I have two of them now walking back with the Lord, and I, I'm praying for one still that I know God's promises to, to have him back with him, to walk with him, will, um, he will fulfill it. And, um, you know, I just can tell parents everywhere, don't give up, don't cease praising God in the times that... Um, even when that particular child is having a hard day and they come to you, know that they don't have the peace that the children that you have walking with the Lord. So pray peace over them. Always report them back to the Bible. Um, there are times that this particular child of mine will say something, and I just treat that child like I treat the ones walking with the Lord, and I say, but the Lord says, or my Bible says. And sometimes... That person doesn't want to hear it. That child of mine can downright get belligerent, and I just look at him and say, I love you, and Jesus loves you. And you might not believe it, and you might not feel it, but it's truth. And there's times that there's been anger that has come out in this particular child, and I just have to sit and under my breath pray, Lord, give me words, give me peace, 
and not retaliate with anger and harsh words towards him. So if I can be one advice is don't cease praising God and don't cease praying to God. And one scripture that I always hold on to is Hebrews uh, 4.16, and it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. And that's the way I fight, my fight. And the victory goes to Jesus when I have to talk with this child of mine. Amen. Amen. Those are some, uh, you know, amazing, you know, truths that, that we hope that you hold on to, you know, moms today and that, you know, the Lord would use some of what's shared today to just deepen your own uh, devotion to him, your commitment to not only the Lord, but to your families to know that uh, it's a difficult thing. Uh, and it, again, it can be and feel so much like a thankless job. But you know, remember, and this is why everything we do is unto the Lord, because one day, you know, in your faithfulness here, you know, the Bible says, don't grow weary in doing good for in due time you shall reap if you don't faint and lose heart. And then to know that one day, you know, we're going to stand before him and to be able to hear his voice say to you, you know, well done, well done. And like everybody shared, it's not about our perfection, it's about his, but it's pointing our kids to Jesus, sharing Jesus with them, loving them, sometimes the same way God loves us, even in spite of ourselves. And so um, as we close in prayer, like I said, I, I can't think of a, a greater gift today. Maybe you're sitting at home and you go, oh man, I didn't get my mom anything today. Um, ask yourself this, have you given God your heart? Because of all the things that you could give, uh, not any just one of these, these moms that are here, but all the moms that uh, are represented uh, throughout Christianity, um, to know that you'll be with them in eternity, that you'd receive the gift of God's forgiveness in your life. And maybe you, you know, you can relate to some of us as guys. Uh, maybe you were the worst son possible or worst daughter possible, and you made your mom's life a living hell. Um, know that there's grace at the cross. There's grace in many, especially in all these, I know, godly moms' lives. And so we're going to pray as we close that uh, if you need Jesus today, you know, receive the gift and then call your mom and tell her today, mom, say, hey, I was watching service, you know what? And I, I want to serve the same God that you follow. I'm giving my heart to him and we're going to spend eternity together. And then I want to say this, maybe your mom has already gone home to be with the Lord. And I've counseled with many people through the years that'll come into the office and they feel so heartbroken. They said, I so disappointed my mom because, you know, she died without me becoming a Christian. And I go, well, your mom's alive today. I go, so you can still fulfill the desire of her heart. Give your heart to Jesus. And guess what? She'll be pushing Jesus. You know, I always say the first person you're going to hug is Jesus and your mom's going to be right there. And uh, so you'll see her again. So the greatest gift that you could give her on any Mother's Day is to give your heart to God. And so let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your love. And we pray that, Lord, just as uh, we close this service, I want to just pray a special blessing over the moms that are here that shared their hearts today. Um, Lord, they are just wonderful examples of your love. And I pray that, God, you would use each and every one of them, uh, not just in their own families, but in the lives of this church and our community, um, Lord, to understand your blessing and to know your truth and to know your love. 
And Lord, we pray today, if there's anybody that's listening online that has yet to receive you as Savior and Lord, I can't think of a better gift on Mother's Day than to open their heart to you. And to just confess, you go, I haven't been the best son or daughter. I, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. And, and I thank you for the unconditional love that my mom showed me, but I need the unconditional love of my Savior. And I'm opening my heart to him. And so, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my heart today. Save me from my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to walk with you that I can bring pleasure not only to you, but to my family as well. And for the glory of God, we pray these things today in the wonderful name of Jesus. And we all agreed saying amen. Amen. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. If you have opened your heart to the Lord, you can contact us at the church office, 397-6000, or get a hold of us online at info at ccbakersfield.com, or you can write me directly at mike at ccbakersfield.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you take the next steps. Uh, stand to your feet, if you would, this morning. We're going to close this out with a, a song, send you on your way. Happy, happy Mother's Day to you, Mom. So thankful that you're with us today. Pray that your day is blessed. <laughs>